Sean Capri. I'm in my car, and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford. He's the man on the moose and on our journey today. I finally finished Tales of Horizon. Ryan's played about 45 hours of Far Cry, and I played less than that, so let's jump on into the Xbox Drive. Ball! Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan Turford, fair warning to you and to the audience. I am really overtired and I am well caffeinated. I'm back on the caffeine. I am pumped up by a thousand things. So it's a it's a it's a weird melange. That's that's French for mix for your Ryan Turford. French Canadian, maybe. I don't know if it's real French. <laughs> I guess. Well, thank, thank you for the French lesson, Sean. Of there course, this is the Xbox Drive. Where we talk about <laughs> Xbox all the time, and I'm rushing uh, into the show. Xbox Drive. Because I know we got a lot of the stuff to talk about. So let's clean the garage very quickly. If you want to support the show, if you like what we do, of course, head over to your podcast service of choice. We're on Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You know, subscribe to us there. Maybe leave us a nice little review on that Apple Podcast. If you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on this week's show. Speaking of Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. Actually we had a contest for a Space Jam controller that we were giving away from Apple Podcast Reviews, and we can finally announce the winner because we drew the yes. winner last week. It was a it's weird a date person. that didn't make any sense. But uh, Dean Robinson from Australia is the winter, uh, winner of the controller. Um, he actually provided us proof, and we knew that the winner was from Australia, so mm-hmm. uh, we put two and two together. And, uh, yeah, so Dean is the winner, and he will be receiving his controller at some point. Also, Ryan, I want to throw in here, um, Dean reached out to us like very shortly after the, uh, the, the episode dropped. So shout out to Dean. Like nine in the morning on, uh, he left a comment on YouTube and then he had it very quickly afterwards. Yep. Shout out to Dean. I don't know if like the time zones work out in in his favor there, but man, deserving, I would say, you know, one of those quiet listeners, we don't really hear questions from Dean all that often, but obviously took the time to leave a review. Appreciate that and listens right away. That is phenomenal. So I will be shipping that out very soon. It will be on, um, it'll be on a boat or carrier pigeon. I've got to, I've got to sort that out first. Which is one of the two, one of the two, um, also or Pelican. There's that too. Also, if you want to support the show, if you're you're watching us right here on YouTube, of course, subscribe to us, like the video, share with your friends, all that good stuff. Or you throw a little tip in the old tip jar over at patreon.com slash unique if you want early access to this and all of our shows as well as some exclusive content over there. All right. Without further ado, let's rock it into the playlist this week. Let's grab our A-Tracks, pop them in uh, because we got games to talk about this week, Sean. Lots and lots of games. For the rest of the damn year, Ryan. We are in it, my friend. It's just never ending. Mm-hmm. It's a never ending stream of games. And I'm very excited to, to talk about some of these. So, Sean, hit me up with what you played first. Let's let's close the chapter on my my journey with Tales of Arise. I have completed it. I said on Twitter, this is currently in my top spot for game of the year. This is the game to beat. I think you and I are aligned on that front, Ryan Turford. Yep. Yes, definitely. This 100%. Is- Absolutely amazing. We are going to have a wonderful in-depth review, full review conversation we're going to record tonight with our friend Matt from the PlayStation Drive. That I think is going to, I'm literally making this up as I go along. Maybe it'll drop on the Xbox Drive feed, the PlayStation Drive feed, and the RPG cave. Yep. In fact, it's going to be an RPG cave 
uh, production, Sean. There so we're you gonna, go. We're going to have all the accoutrements that the RPG cave has, uh, which nice. will be interesting. Oh, so, I'll be a, like a level 99 something something. You will. I'm going to actually oh. have to come up with a class and race for you, Sean. Yeah. Maybe so some dorky. stats, some gear. Oh my gosh. I'm like totally great. neutral, chaotic or whatever the hell. I don't even know. <laughs> chaotic uh, neutral. <laughs> the fact that I got it wrong makes it even better. Ryan, Tails is so great. I can't wait to talk in detail uh, with you and Matt. I will say... And I messaged you about this. Things in the back half of the game, what I would call the back half, definitely a second part to it, yep. got a little got a little nutso for me. Things kind of they jumped the shark a couple of times in a in classic anime fashion. Um, yep. So I think I've got some things to sort out with you on our full review. It did not take away from my overall experience. The game is over, and if it wasn't for Far Cry and Nickelodeon Brawl that I'm going to be playing here and Metroid Dread, which I'll be playing on Switch, like. Things are happening, and if that weren't the case, I would be dump, jumping right back into New Game Plus and going back and playing more because yeah. I miss these characters already, man. I took so many screenshots. Love me some Tales of Arise. I don't know that I've mentioned this every single time I've talked about it. Uh, code was provided, so take what I say with a grain of salt, but Ryan's code was not provided. Him and I, I think, landed at the same spot, which is yep. this game is great. Highly, highly recommended. Yeah, even for someone who's not a Tales fan like Sean, like that's no. the most interesting part about it. Like this is your first Tales game that you've beaten. Full and, through, uh, yeah. And it's Definitely. not the first one you've played because you played Tales of Berseria, but um, this is the first one you ever beat. So I can, oh my like, God. For a not, even a non RPG fan like Sean, I think it's still. Uh, a really impressive achievement. And I definitely this think is, it's much more welcoming for newcomers than any other Tales game. So I agree. if you're new well, to the series, give it, this is the place to start. And even if you don't care about the series, but you like fast action, action games like Bayonetta or Devil May Cry, I think you're going to like this too. So Ryan, I, I had that moment. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this before where you play a game and I just wanted to talk to somebody about it. Like once I completed it and I think I messaged you afterwards, I, I was about to launch into a spiel to my wife about mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, this game, and blah, 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 blah. And I was about to kind of give her the rundown of it and realize that's ridiculous. This is why I have a podcast. You know, <laughs> I won't I won't put her through that. And I want to put this out there and people can leave a comment on the YouTube video to, of course, help the algorithm. I have this idea for a production of Yumi and Capri to, especially with JRPGs, I think, um, for Sean Capri to explain the story of uh, the JRPG poorly. Like yeah. I will just, you know, do it like a five-year-old, seven-year-old and, and then this happened and then there's a guy with an iron mask and then there's all these things and I would really like to do that because I will never match you, Ryan, in your ability to hit all of the notes and you, you speak very eloquently, especially about RPGs, hence your hosting of the RPG cave. I will lean into the other direction. I will tell the story that I'm fascinated by, but I will do it poorly and just kind of lean into my non-talent on that front. So we'll see if that becomes a thing. That's an idea I've got right now, Ryan. Hashtag we'll see on this one. So Hashtag we'll see. Lo- look out for our, <laughs> not, our, not um, our our discussion. In fact, it'll probably go live the same day this episode goes live. So yep. um, if you want to hear us more talk in depth about Tales of Arise, if you're on the fence yep. um, at all and you want to learn more about it, just check that out. It'll yep. be on the podcast feed and we'll go from there. It'll be also be the very first time we've done a crossover between the PlayStation Drive and the Xbox Drive, which will be interesting. It's about too. time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm beating games, I, Ryan. I'm actually finishing games. I, it's a miracle for sure. This is 2021 is the year Sean, Sean finally Amazing. started to beat games. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now, before we get into Far Cry 6, because we I know we both played that, and we're going to talk yep. about that in a second, um, I do want to talk really quickly about the other game that I played and kind of get it out of the way first before we get okay. into Far Cry 6, and that's the Battlefield 2042 beta. Oh, did you? It went live, it went live this morning. I got three rounds in, and then I uninstalled the game. Because, yeah. Um, it's uh, something. It's yeah. uh, it, it, it's uh, it's okay. So first of all, first of all, I'm I'm someone that was already not you know super excited for for right. Battlefield 2042. So you know just understand that that's kind of the position that I'm. Coming but your from. expectations were low. Like that's kind of the thing. So you weren't. It might have been harder to win you over. But at the same time, like your bar was pretty low on like yeah. You know, I, mean, I think one of the biggest problems I found very quickly in the game was that the maps themselves are so big that they're like, yes, Fortnite level big. Um, mm-hmm. and if you don't have a vehicle, it's very annoying to get around the maps. Like I, I would like, there were times where I'd be running for seven minutes straight, trust, trying to find either to run to an objective or yes. a person. And it's just, it's just not for me or it's not, I just didn't have fun with it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I've been looking around on Twitter because I wanted to know kind of what other people thought about this. Yep. Um, and I also saw even people that I know who like Battlefield, like yep. shout out to one of our friends, about- Luke Lore, the Incipit oh, Ghost, yeah. actually mm-hmm. tweeted about this because he also played it and he was like, well, <laughs> it's it's something. So he kind of had a similar yeah. reaction to I did where he's like not impressed by it. And I also saw a lot of other people talking about how they Benji. played it and they, uh, they threw it out there. Yeah, I didn't see Benji's tweet, but yeah, I heard uh, that he's I think his was more of a commentary on just the overall reaction. I, I, I generally don't think that he really does that too much of like his own personal take. It's just like he's 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 looking at the reaction, thinking maybe it should be. It looks like it needs a little bit more polish. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and and just comparing it to a game like Far Cry Six, where even though the map itself in Far Cry Six is huge, mm-hmm. you usually find you know stuff to do along the way, or or there's the the minute to minute gameplay is just so much more engaging than a game like battlefield 2042 don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. i did find some moments where you had like some epic stuff going on like three helicopters having this like duel in the skies overhead while like tanks on the ground are like shooting at each other like all all that seeing that kind of unfold while you're pretty far away from the action was super cool Mm -hmm. to see but those were the the minority versus the more of the the majority of the moments in the game where i'm just running towards the objective and then when i finally get there a sniper kills me and then i have to start back at the uh the the last point and then run towards it again so yeah. you know what i'm running towards ryan i'm running towards not only uh damn it mcdonald's monopoly days are back it's happening hi there can i get a large coffee with two splenda and a large diet coke that's all it says large uh orange pico tea on the screen that is not it's not really what I wanted. Large tech. Okay, she's got it. Yep, that's everything. Thank you. She's really quiet too. I know yeah. you can't really tell that. Anyway, um, I couldn't even hear her. <laughs> I know. Well, exactly. Normally, you can kind of hear it kind of coming through. Um, yeah. Although you have to check the video to see that I really am here and I am collecting my Monopoly pieces and I do expect to win a prize uh, this year, Ryan Turford. This this Battlefield thing, like you know, it's no massive action game, Ryan. Right. You know, it's no, I feel like they just kind of go in the wrong direction. Like they lean into the things that aren't 
I don't know, driving towards really good gameplay. It's like they just hear big map. That's the differentiator. And yeah. it's too wide open. I'm I'm with you. I've played a beta on this as well, and I did not have a great time. And I think the technical technical performance is also going to be an issue. Um, but it does remind me, Ryan, if you want to jump into it shortly, um, that Halo had a big old map that we played on 12 versus 12 this it weekend. That it was did. really good. Like that's that, it was funny because as we were playing Halo, I'm like, this is how Battlefield should do it. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a map big enough for like 150 people or whatever the hell the number is. Like that was so much fun. The vehicles were perfect. They had all the things: the warthogs, the ghosts, the banshees. We even had fun playing Capture the Flag. For God's sakes, we had a full lobby full of 12 people. For goodness sake, like man, Halo crushed it. And Call of Duty is in a weird space. I think Battlefield is in a, is in a weird space as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you want to jump into Halo chat right now. Yeah, we can definitely talk, move on to Halo. I mean, last thing I'll say about Battlefield yep. is that the beta is going on all weekend. So um, even though I was pretty down on it, you, you should check out Thank the you. beta. It is part of Game Pass Ultimate. So um, oh, I do yeah. think it's worth at least checking out to see if the game is going to be worth is it up to maybe save is yourself it? some dollars if it's not. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, going back to Halo, yeah, I mean, we had... A blast, no pun intended, uh, this this weekend on, on Saturday. Um, it was so cool to basically be in a lobby with all of our friends, playing mm-hmm. on one team. Um, of course, that matched just against other teams with yep. lots of players on them um, who were a little more coordinated with uh, than us sometimes, but we got quite a few wins in and it was we did. a lot of fun and yeah so just, satisfying just like you said like capture the flag was actually Hi. surprisingly fun i mean i kind of preferred the, Thank the domination mode or or more so the team slayer mode slayer. Like the, the, the 12 on 12 team slayer i think was probably mm-hmm. my favorite mode of the three but um yeah i i thought it was like really fun sean capture Even, the flag it, capture the flag was the most surprising to me i think that's the the worthy call out there because i generally don't love capture the flag and maybe it was just like classic halo land party experience that we had where we're all friends we're all chatting together like and the madness that kind of ensues of getting people there you got the flag like let's get it back we worked as a team we got the thing all that happened and shout out to tpr and maybe a few other people as well that have reached out and said like i'm not a halo person this is kind of my first halo experience and i'm at they're all having a blast like that is exactly what Xbox needs at this stage is to have people jump in for the first time, have fun, see what the hype is all about. And I feel like they really knocked it out of the park with this, man. The 12, the, the big team battle worked again. Now we've got two weekends in a row. I know some people were into the tech test prior to even that, but really, mm-hmm. really successful um, beta stages that they've got here or alpha stages for people to jump in, get really excited to be honest with you, Ryan, at this stage, I don't know how they go the next however many, two months without more Halo to be played. Like, I need more yeah. Halo in my life. They've got, they've got you hooked, Sean. They're ready to, uh, I mean, they, they don't want us to retire uh, Halo Saturdays just yet. Seriously, it's going to be hard to go Halo back to, to Master Chief Collection, I feel. But we're going to find out this weekend what that's going to be yeah. like. <laughs> so. yeah. There you go. I mean, we had talked about the idea of maybe replacing it with like uh, Back for Blood this weekend. Um, but oh, we, yeah. we, we remembered that it's actually not up till next week. So. Next weekend. Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah. there's so many games. We're in it, man. Holy crap. I love it. Ha- hashtag too many games. But mm-hmm. speaking of too many games, Sean, we should talk about the last game that we played. The, the oh, yeah. game du jour, the one that's probably going to take up the most time. Yes. Week. So uh, Far Cry 6 is out. 
Uh, we've been playing it. Um, I like even though we got codes, I think on Friday of last week, um, I picked it up pretty much right away because I had finished Tales. Whereas I know you wanted to finish Tales first before yep. getting to it. So I think you just played it for the first time last night. So you're much further behind than I am in Far Cry. Um, yep. But the in case y'all are wondering, because reviews went up the morning that we're recording this on Wednesday, um, mm-hmm. but we're recording. Of course, you're listening to this on Thursday unless you're a patron um, that we would normally do a review for when kind of the embargo lifts and kind of when um, all the other reviews goes live. But this time around, we found out very, very quickly that this game is much bigger. It's than gigantic. all of the other Far Cry games that ever came before it. In fact, I actually went back and did a comparison because um, I played far, both Far Cry four and Far Cry five on Xbox and mm-hmm. all Xbox games, for the most part, usually have an in-game timer that can be found just on the dashboard if you go find the game in your achievement section. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, let's compare my playtime in Far Cry 6 and kind of how it compares to, to older Far Cry games. So in particular, Far Cry 5, in order for me to beat Far Cry 5 and even do some post-game stuff, it only took me 24 hours to beat that game. Oh, um, what? Really? Yeah. Um, And that's that's with 100%ing two of the three zones. And then the third zone, I I got all of the the bases down, but I didn't collect every single thing in the environment. Um, And then Far Cry 4, it took me about 15 hours to finish. Well, at the time of the recording, (laughs) Sean, we've only had this game for five days. I've played Far Cry 6 for 45 hours. And the game ain't even close to being finished yet. And that's without me doing a lot of side stuff. Because there's a lot of side stuff in this game too, um, so it's it's like is it like a uh, Valhalla type of experience here? Like things are just gargantuan in Far Cry. Like I had I had that moment almost maybe like a Breath of the Wild type of experience where I was playing for I, I tried to put in as much time last night as possible. I think I was playing until two in the morning, maybe mm-hmm. five or six hours of gameplay, and then they're like, okay. Just remember to have a look at your map. And I opened it up again for the first time in a while. And I thought I was like driving all over the place and seeing all these things. And it was basically like the, what the, the plateau, what's the plateau called? In the Breath tutorial the island. Like really just the tiniest speck. Yep. And the map is, I don't know how else to say it. And I normally, I normally don't get too intimidated by a big map or when people say like, there's lots to do. This this could be an issue, <laughs> I think, in yeah. my my early stages. And I think our conversation with us being in two totally different places in the game is is can be interesting because you will have experienced and, and seen through some of maybe my first impressions of the game. And yeah, so we, we can create a bit of a journey for people here, Ryan. Uh, of course. So. Um, first of all, I want to talk, so maybe we set up the story real quick. So obviously yeah. you play as uh, Danny Rojas, who can be either mm-hmm. male or female. So yep. they actually give you that choice right at the beginning, but you can't customize her at all. Um, no. But the, there is a reason for that because this game is much more cinematic than all of the other Far yeah. Cry games because um, there are full cinematics that aren't from the first person perspective this time around. They're mm-hmm. from the, the third person perspective and you see Danny a lot in this game. Uh, yeah. which I thought was really in- uh, a really interesting choice. Um, but basically her and her two friends or him and his two friends um, basically live in Yara, which is an island that's basically Cuba without it being called Cuba, um, which yeah. I thought was also a weird choice too because most Far Cry games actually take place in a real life loca- location like the Himalayas or um, like Montana, um, which was right. Far Cry 5. This time around, they base it kind of off a real place, but they Mm-hmm. It made it a fictional location to not tie any of the the real life Cuba stuff into the game, I guess. Um, yeah, but which is just but, out of swimming distance to America. 
Like yeah. it, it really is Cuba. <laughs> like they even mentioned like let's escape to let's go to the uh, to America and it's close by. Like you can kind of do the math from there. Yeah, that's essentially like the idea at the beginning of the game is basically they're trying to basically escape Yara and basically go straight to Miami, but then mm-hmm. essentially the, their whole plan goes awry. Uh, Danny's yep. two friends basically get killed, and then you're basically re- marooned on an island and basically yep. have to uh, join a resistance group to basically you know take back Yara as as yep. it were from uh, the from Giancarlo Esposito, who yep. is actually a really awesome villain. I actually really mm-hmm. like him a lot. Of course, throughout of the course. game, um, especially too because I feel like they use him a lot more than previous archive villains because in five for the most part you really didn't see the father all that much um mm-hmm. it was mostly his three lieutenants that you saw throughout most of the game um and in far cry four or three you didn't really see either pagan min or voss all that much except for like specific key moments yeah um, they set him up and kind of maybe it's like a bookend type of experience with sort of milestones throughout the game briefly mm-hmm. in those previous games yeah this is like but also like he's very gritty like very he has like this ideal that he's trying to execute upon to return some sort of uh, vibrance and survivability to his island, but it's just like the most grotesque and violent way to get there. And I, yeah. I, for me, early in the game, I haven't decided where I land on him. Maybe there's a there's a turn that he makes, but he's absolutely vicious and totally set on his goals. And working with his son as well, who doesn't seem to align or like he understands what he's going after, but doesn't really want to go down that path. So me early in the game, I'm curious to see what his son, his name is Diego, what what yep. he'll do. Like if he if he will turn to the dark side or if he's going to be, you know, like a, a the good side to uh, opposite to his dad's dark side. Yeah, I'm interested. I think Diego's really interesting and yeah, it, I love kind of seeing his journey throughout the game, but again, I don't want to spoil anything yeah. because again, the mm-hmm. game's out tomorrow. So I think we're kind of kind of put the the story to rest there as far as the gameplay. Sure. It's more far cry. Far That's cry. Real, I, can, I can't see that in both in, in like the the like any other words beyond that. I think that um, if you are really you know excited about Far Cry, if you like Far Cry style games, if you've liked all of the previous games, then yeah, this one's going to be a more up your alley because again, it's more Far Cry. But the 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 I had a sinking feeling the entire time I was playing this game, Sean, and I saw a couple other people uh, on Twitter had mentioned kind of uh, having a similar problem with this. Um, I know one of the, the writers over at Forbes, for example, uh, took to Twitter about this, um, where I f- I'm starting to feel Far Cry fatigue in a way, um, especially because mm-hmm. the Far Cry formula of, you know, taking out bases and kind of filling in this giant map um, has really carried over to all of the other Ubisoft games that we play from Assassin's yeah. Creed to, to Watch Dogs and... I don't know. At this point, I'm like, I'm kind of over it. Like, I, I'm ready for some kind of major shakeup for Far Cry. Like, I yeah. think th- there are some some gameplay shakeups with this game. Um, for example, you don't have the skill tree that, that existed in previous games. Um, basically, you have skills, but they're actually applied to the different weapons uh, right. or your outfit for your mm-hmm. character. Um, and you wear different clothes that have different, you know, skills attached to them. That's that's kind of how that, that it works in this game. Yeah. Um, and, and that's how you get skills that way um, rather than a, a progression system. So I think that there are some interesting elements. Also, you don't pick up weapons from enemies anymore. You essentially buy them from a store or you, you find them in chests. But essentially you have access to every single weapon you've acquired throughout the entire game at any time. From the, which, from the, which I kind of like. I actually like, and it's funny because that is a shakeup to the to the Far Cry formula. It, it's a pretty fundamental change to 
how you experience the game. And for me, kind of still early in, I'm just collecting stuff before I really refine my character in that way at all right now. Like I've, I've actually haven't really changed much of my weapons at all. I'm kind of like gathering materials and seeking out the, the, the missions and some enemies, it's almost like, I don't know if it's too, too terrible a comparison to make, but like Youngblood had certain enemies that really were only vulnerable to a certain ammo or, <laughs> or modification on your gun. And that seems to be the case here in Far Cry as well, where some people are like really heavily armored. So you'll need your armor penetrating ammo and some people aren't and you'll have extra, you know, different types of ammo for that as well. So that, that part was, was interesting to me. And, I, and to your point, like about how it is a little bit more Far Cry. So then like kind of, what are you left with? You're left with the story and the characters and, you know, the sidekicks that you've got. I've got a crocodile wandering around with me, chewing people up in half and things like that. Um, shout out to, is it Juan Cortez? Cortez? Yeah. Juan, Juan is, he, I think, and maybe this changes later on in the game, but like, at least at the start, is one of my favorite characters of the year. Honestly, I think this guy is awesome. He's like this, you know, hardened, kind of jaded, but still has like this kind of funny, um, Latin sense of humor and kind of dark, twisted sense of humor. He's got his rules about how to be a gorilla, like a a freedom fighter. And I just, I'm totally infatuated with this guy. I think the performance is really good so far. And I, I want to spend more time with this character, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, you'll get to learn lots more about him throughout the, the journey. And one of the items he gives you very early on is basically this backpack that you wear that yeah. at the start basically gives your character an ultimate ability of shooting rockets from it to basically <laughs> take awesome. out vehicles or mm-hmm. um, other large structures. But then throughout the game, you can actually get different backpacks that have different abilities um, that are kind of like your character's ultimate from like either an MMO or a game like The Division mm-hmm. or something like that, um, which of course they had to work something like that into this game at some point. Uh, there's also an experience system in this game but really all the experience system gives you is access to buy new weapons at one shot right essentially or items um so it either allows you to buy new backpacks or or other items that you know give you different skills and whatnot so mm-hmm. i don't really find that when a mission gives you the reward of 100 xp i'm like okay cool. yeah like i'm not really like that that's not a motivator to go do that mission or anything like that um which is interesting but also um, one thing that I noticed about this game that that is also interesting is that um, there's also anti-air bases in this game. So mm-hmm. in Far Cry 5, like it would be I found myself, you know, pretty easy to get around the environment in that game as soon as I unlocked the ability to summon helicopters. Um, yeah. But in this game, you can't do that because you have to take out anti-air uh, bases, basically, that that block out the skies before you do that, before you can yeah. fly around the map and fully explore that way. Um, so that's a, that adds another wrinkle to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so th- I, I what about I, the what about the choice between sort of like an all out assault or stealth? I know like you and I are kind of different on the the stealth take. There there seems to be a push at least in the early early options of like going in not being noticed. Did you lean into the stealth? And as soon as I got the what was it called the Supremo, like the rocket launching backpack thing, yeah. um, I that was my approach to any fortress of some sort. Just like I will use that thing to take out the alarm and maybe four other guys, and then just go in with a gun. and And that's where Far Cry has always shined for me is when it gets really outrageous, it's always grounded in these very gritty, real situations. And then you're like, I'm going to take my my crocodile or alligator over here, rip this guy in two and blast this thing to bits with all my rockets and fly my helicopters around. Like, it's actually outrageous at that stage. And um, so I'm curious from your perspective about that. And also, did you opt to be stealthy? Because I, I just suck at stealth and I, that's not for me. 
so the beginning portion of the game, when I'm on, when I was on the kind of the tutorial island and kind of the first area you go to beyond, mm-hmm. beyond that, I was not. But yeah. oh. I learned very quickly that stealth is very overpowered in this game. Like, oh, stupidly overpowered, especially when you have uh, guns that um, have silencers on them and right. have armored piercing bullets because armor piercing bullets go through almost every single helmet an enemy wears in the game. And if you have a scope on your gun with a silencer on it, you can headshot every enemy with one shot. There you go. No problem. Pro strats. So, so I basically just go through bases getting untouched until I get to areas where, um, oh, you're hacking a computer. So the alarm goes off and you've got to defend the computer while it's hacking from, from all these enemies that are suddenly generated. But for mm-hmm. the most part, like an outpost or something like that, they're just, I find them just too easy to take out because I'm Interesting. so, because I find I'm so effective with the stealth in this game combined with the, the, arsenal that i feel is a little more powerful than in in previous far cry games like i think yeah. stealth got a big upgrade this time around plus you've also got throwing knives as well that are also another oh. stealthy range approach that can be part of your backpack as one of the, mm-hmm. the craftable items um so you have a lot like way more stealth options this time around than in previous games and i feel like it's very powerful if you yeah if you can stay unnoticed I mean, there's so honestly, Ryan, like this is something that maybe we'll be chatting about over the next couple of of weeks and definitely we'll be doing an extra mile on this. But there's so much to unpack here, like the the modes of transportation. Even you mentioned helicopter, you get a early in the game, you get a car, which is like this awesome classic kind of vehicle with a mounted gun in the back and you can real um you can reload your ammo in the trunk it's and it gets driven to you or you can hop on a on a horse, (laughs) which I don't know that I ever I don't know that I've ever um, been like riding on a horse in first person before, but you do that in Far Cry and it is a, it's actually a pretty good time, man. I actually quite like it. There's, there's tons here. So yeah, there's gameplay, which is outrageous. And I'm very curious to see how the story and the setting kind of play out. My early reaction to it, Ryan, a little bit is like, it's almost too gritty. Like, and I don't Mm -hmm. know, I don't, I don't know where this is coming from because I don't typically have this kind of like reaction to something like that. I like, I don't mind gore in games. I don't mind, you know, kind of terrible situations, but there, this is, it feels very real for better or for worse. It feels very like, I feel affected by what's happening to these people. Like they're really like victims and not necessarily the, the freedom fighters, but like the people of Yara, I'm just like, mm-hmm. holy crap, these guys are just completely stuck. And, you know, under, under the rule of this total tyrant, who's dead set on changing things and killing whoever he needs to kill. And, all this is very, very, it's a violent setting, um, very desolate. So I would say heads up for that. And then maybe lastly, <laughs> probably should have said this at the start. Um, thank you to Ubisoft Canada for the codes for, for both Ryan and I. Um, we were playing, I, I guess you said we we're getting it early. So that obviously yeah. implies that we I was going to say that there's no way I could have put 45 minutes, 45 hours into the game. Just to be clear. At this point, and not yeah. had a code for it. So yeah. Yeah. Huge thank you to Ubisoft Canada for being an awesome supporter of the show. Big times. And uh, yeah. So to kind of wrap up this conversation, I asked for questions for Far Cry. And we did oh, get nice, one nice. from Jedi Master Ren on Discord. And he asked the question, hey guys, so I love my time with Far Cry 4, but I fell off hard with Far Cry 5. Oh, I also know 3 is touted as the best one hands down. Do you think Far Cry 6 has done enough to mix up the monotonous gameplay loop of previous entries and possibly dethrone Far Cry 3 from the top of its IP's food chain? Mm. So Jedi Master Ren, it, this kind of goes back to what I said before, and I've got bad news for you. No. 
I mean, if you've fallen off the Far Cry formula, this is just more of it. I mean, yes, I, I, I think the story and setting and some of the gameplay shakeups are, are definitely kind of make it probably one of the better Far Cry games. But I think the length of the game and how much content is there in a way, I think works a against, big against the, this argument in particular, like what you're at, talking about, Jedi Master mm-hmm. Ren. Like, I think one of the things that made Far Cry 3 such a, a fantastic experience was just how tight that experience felt like, um, especially up until like the midpoint of that game. Like um, it, it felt like a game that really respected your time. Whereas far cry six, it's, it's going to be tougher for someone like you. Who's really fallen off the formula with the game. So um, I would say that, I mean, unless you really want to give it a try, or if you think that, you know, maybe you're craving more far cry, then definitely check it out. But otherwise, um, I don't think it does enough for people who have maybe fallen off this formula or fallen off the series to kind of win them back anyways. But mm. that's just me. That's just how I feel about it now. Maybe I, maybe I changed my mind kind of when I finished the game because, again, I'm not finished yet, but as of right now, that's kind of my <laughs> You need to put it. another 150 hours in, Ryan, before before any of that. And obviously, Back for Blood is coming out. Um, I will say, like, for me, personally, I like Five the best. Like, for me, yeah. I thought that was the most fun I've had in a game. Like, the sandbox nature of it is exactly what I want. So, I'm going to be... I'm gonna be I, I can't wait to jump forward to next week to kind of talk to you again as I put more time into this and see... I may be coming out on this in a, in a bit of a different state because I, I like that quite a lot, that loop. I'm very curious on where this story goes so that you know that there's more to there's actually quite a lot more to far cry um than just the gameplay itself and i think that gets lost uh a little bit because it's just for whatever reason that seems to be the narrative that surrounds it um it's also worth mentioning that this might be one of the showcases for a series x and and whatever tv that you've got there because it is totally yeah. gorgeous uh Absolutely. almost no slowdowns there's, there's a couple moments where I've, where I've seen like a little like frame frame judders and things like that but for the most part colors are amazing you go to the beach and there's crabs running around everywhere like there's detail oozing out um play with a good set of headphones if you got them that's how i played last night and um sound effects music it's all very very good from that perspective so mm-hmm. yeah i just I don't know. It's one of those things that it could be just like, like I said, with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, if you're kind of looking for a game that you're just going to play for the next year and for the people who look at at the dollar value compared to how many hours you're getting out of it, like there's something to be said for that too because there's a loud audience and a loud group of people who talk all about that. If I'm going to spend $60 on a game, I want it to last forever and this is kind of maybe the answer to that crowd. So oh yeah, so maybe definitely. That's worth you want tons of gaming and uh, you really like the Far Cry formula, then yeah, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. you're probably going to dig this game a lot more than I did. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, And it's just also one of those things too that the story, as much as I like certain moments of the story, it's just not super winning me over in the way that I would have hoped. So um, I also want to play co-op with you. I want to play co-op with you, Ryan. I think we can we jump do on need to do that together. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Also, last point before we move on. This is also the very first Far Cry on consoles that runs at 60 frames per second. Yeah. Thank God. Thank yeah. God, because it made a big difference with the gameplay. It feels mm-hmm. so much better to play, for sure. All right. Look let's land the brakes on this Games. conversation. It's time for some breaking news, and we're only going to do one news story this week since we're Game running Pass. a bit long. Um, Game Pass. we got to talk about all the games on Game Pass. So um, we got a couple Game Pass announcements during the Tokyo Game Show, as well as a whole bunch of other games coming to Game Pass. So I'm going to read them all in one chunk. So the following games are available now at the time that you're listening to this. Scarlet Nexus. Nice. AI The Somnium Files, which is a really mm-hmm. awesome detective game that I really recommend people check out. 
totally accurate battle simulator, the <laughs> pr- procession uh, to Calvary and vis- Visage or Visage or however you want to say it. And then October 12th, we get Back for Blood and Destiny 2 Beyond Light on PC. Hey. Shout out to Todd Oxtra, who's probably Cat celebrating somewhere. <laughs> wherever he is because i mean i remember him writing at least three different questions asking about mm-hmm. it at, at, at throughout our history so yeah just in time for the here. witch doctor or whatever the hell is coming out next year hey yeah well it's not this year it's called oh no well, in mean, february like, yeah 2022 yeah and then we got ring of pain on october 14th the rift breaker on october 15 14th and then the good life out on october 15th so that's the kind of our first half of the month game pass drop um, pretty good select. Well, pretty interesting selection of games. I shouldn't say good because I don't know about all, all, all these games, but Scarlet Lexus is awesome. AI yeah, the yep. Somnian Files is a game that I know a lot of people missed, but I know it's a, it's a really fun game. That's from the, the director of uh, the Zero Escape series. So if you played those games mm. before, uh, you'll know what you're going to get into with that one. And then uh, Back for Blood, going to be a really exciting kind of day one release on October 12th. It's too bad that uh, it's it's not the same day as kind of the ultimate or the, the deluxe users because they all get access to the game tomorrow the day, from yeah. the day you're listening to this. So um, there you go. But then the following games are leaving Game Pass on October 15th. Ooh. Goner 2, Heave oh. Ho, oh. Katana Zero, Scourgebringer, mm-hmm. Tales of Vesperia HD, and the Swords of Ditto. So those games are all leaving now. Just wanted a quick shout out to uh, Tales of Vesperia. It's a game I really recommend people. Uh, it's a really great JRPG, of course, in the Tales series. And it's also like 10 bucks right now. So you might want to grab it now before it leaves Game Pass and leaves sale because it's actually a good. good price for the game. Nice. So, there you go. All right. Let's let some of our friends into the car with us. It is time for the carpool. And speaking of TPR, because you talked about TPR earlier when we TPR's were talking about uh, Halo, TPR says... I got to be honest, playing Infinite with the Capri crew this weekend was the best multiplayer experience I've there had in a long time. I've been reshaping who I game with online, and I feel more at home than ever doing it so wow. with this joint cinematic universe of this community, PSVG, and the trophy room. <laughs> yes. All right, now on to the question. Infinite has been my very first Halo I loved it. Where should I go now until Infinite's release for more Halo? Oh, man. My first indication is to boot up the Master Chief collection and start running the series campaigns with Combat Evolved. What do you think about this? So, Sean. No. As a new fan to Halo, where yeah. should TPR start? Reach. Go to Reach, and, and you can you might be done after that. And <laughs> you might just play Reach until until Infinite comes out. And that might be, I don't know, if, if, is that kind of harsh to say, Ryan? I think. It's um, very harsh to say, and I, is I think it, you're is wrong, and I hate you. Oh, Sean. no. Oh, <laughs> no. So, so, so here's the thing. You're right in saying Reach is the best way to start. Because, yeah. he, number one, it's actually a prequel to the first game. Yeah. Um, so it actually kind of sets up the story nicely. Um, uh, some of the stuff towards the end of the game will make will hit a less of an emotional beat for you. But at the same time, I still think it's absolutely worth playing first. And then I would play Halo Combat Evolved because it's the best wow. game in the series. That's why wow. I said it, Sean. So there you go. So plus you can finally, the floods in that game, Sean, which is the best us. part. So <laughs> yeah, either way, we both say start with Reach. That's how I would do it. Play the Reach campaign. And then if you like the Reach campaign, play through the rest of them. That's how I would say it. In, in try order. and find a friend so, too. Try and, find, try and play co-op. Sorry? I was going to say, like, try and play co-op as well. Like, try, try to find a friend if you can do it together. I think that's um, it's a fun way to play. Uh, but I don't know if you agree to, with that. Maybe you, you would prefer to play solo. We're, like, providing the exact opposite advice on this one. 
So co-op, I think you're you're gonna have a fun experience with co-op, but the downside is if you've got a co-op partner that likes to skip all the cinematics, or if they've mm, played it before. Good point. Um, that that's the type of thing that makes it a little bit harder for someone who's trying to get into the story. series for the first time or play these games for the first time because the story might just go over your head, and then you might not enjoy it as much. I think. But let's and be honest. This, I do think the story is worth paying attention to. It's kind of so. nonsense, though, man. Like, what is even happening? You got these things that look like Admiral Akbar. They're like these prophets, and the then you become friends with this guy who you didn't think you'd be friends with. What is happening? There's the rings, they fire, they don't want to fire, they're religious. It's, this is me doing the thing that I was talking about before. I should do a five-minute video explaining the story of Halo very poorly. That's what I should do. That'll be my shtick. I'm right. sure those videos already exist out there, but you could do it definitely. No, they do it like show. people do it like, you know, all the all the lore. They do it very well, very respectful. I will, uh, I'll, I'll talk about just the nonsensical nature of, of the Halo series. So I don't know. I, I want to set expectations appropriately, too, because I think that a lot of what TPR is basing their enjoyment on is the multiplayer stuff. So yeah. I, I'm very curious to see how how they might um, experience the, the single player. And, but I think Reach is a no-brainer. I think it is rock solid. It has lasted up until this point. It's almost indisputed, I'd say, amongst yeah. the Halo community that it's, it's excellent. So start there but yeah and it's also the campaign of all the older campaigns that holds up the best so in fact definitely. it's probably it's actually my favorite one of my favorite campaigns yeah same so mm-hmm. definitely go let's start with there and then the last question this week comes to us from todd oxtra at talk hey we gave him a shout out earlier but he asks with nickelodeon uh nicktoon fighting game out now which xbox character should be a third party character for the nicktoons fighting game Sean, who, what Xbox character do you think should be in the Nickelodeon fighting game? If any. This is a, technically, this is Xbox, but I guess comes from Rare. I want Conker. I think Conker would actually uh, fit right in with like kind of this, the raunchiness, the nastiness that is, um, or Raz. I'll put Raz from, uh, from Psychonauts, because I also Raz think that there's good. a raunchiness to, to that and sort of like a, I don't know, unpolished kind of Nickelodeon kind of vibe. It fits right in with uh, Ren and Stimpy in my mind. Yeah, but they're not all like trying to go for that style either. I mean, you've got you know Rugrats you've got Ninja in there, Turtles. or you've got uh, Rugrats you've are got raunchy. Turtles. They're like the nest. It's not not polished animation but, at yeah, all. But, uh, okay, but Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's true. Not raunchy at all. That's a, be- that's that's a better like, example. Different from mm-hmm. um, or, so I think I think they 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 go away from that a little bit. Um, but my pick is Pinata from Viva Pinata. Nice, nice. And pick mm-hmm. any of the Pinatas. Make it a character. Maybe maybe you could be like Pokemon trainer and then you could summon multiple pinatas. I love uh, that. You basically switch between them with different styles. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I did, to be honest, I don't think most of the Xbox characters kind of fit in with the Nicktoons crowd, um, especially with the cast of characters you've got there. G- Besides General maybe Rom. Conquer. But I but, didn't want to say the same person as you. So No, yeah. no. Is it Rom or Ram? Do people say from Gears of War the, from the first one? Gen- like the best character know, in the in No the one ever series. says it, so I don't know. General Rom, put him in there. I call him General Ram. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I don't why. Know. Doesn't matter. We're both wrong. Anyways, before we go, <laughs> Sean plugs go. That's the end of the Man, show. we have so many games, and I'm so glad people are on this journey with us. We are pl- going to keep playing Far Cry. Back for Blood is going to happen. We're going to play that as a community. I'm going to stream the Nickelodeon Brawl game at twitch.tv slash on Capri, so make sure to follow me there. Halo Saturdays continue, probably, and also you can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Of course, it's Sean like Connery. Capri like the pants. Very That's nice, it. my friend. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You also find us on Twitter at 
Yumi Capri's and on YouTube, youtube.com slash Yumi Capri and on podcast services around the globe. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 210 of the Xbox Drive and we out. Buckle up, everybody. There is so much dang coverage coming to you from the Xbox Drive and from the PlayStation Drive and from the Nintendo Drive. I'm going to be playing Far Cry and I'm also going to be doing a review for Tales of Arise. I'm going to be doing a review for Metroid and Ryan's going to do a review for Metroid. I think Kato and him are going to do something for the OLED on the Nintendo Drive. So much stuff happening. The Xbox Drive is fueled by patrons at patreon.com slash Capri. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to the nearly 70 patrons who support us each and every month. With special thanks to our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can support Jonathan Brown at youtube.com slash gamingpurplemonkey. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth, and all of our gold members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. If you'd like to support this show, go to patreon.com slash Capri and choose the Patreon tier that works for you.